0: Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Super Podcast. I'm Angelica.
1: And I'm Scott. And today we're going to be talking about the cash flow quadrant and what exactly that is and the differences between each quadrant.
0: Yep. So this concept was popularized by Robert Kiyosaki, who is a well-known financial author and speaker in his book Cashflow Quadrant. But he also has multiple other financial advice books that he mentions it in.
1: Yeah. And one of those that I first read was Business of the 21st Century. Yeah. Yep, and that goes to a lot of what we're talking about today on how to get to Uh, one side of the quadrant to the other and we're about to dive right into that right now.
0: So you guys know that is a very quick and short read so we highly recommend that you pick it up or go to your library and just change your perspective a little bit.
1: Yeah and so right now we're going to list all four and then we'll break it down for you. So uh, first we have the employee where most people are um, Mm -hmm. nowadays Um, and then we have the self-employed small business owner
0: we have a big business owner and investor on the other side
1: and so what you can break down all four of these is that two are active income and then two are passive residual ongoing and we're gonna go ahead and break that some of you might know what between the difference between active and passive Mm -hmm. but let's just break it down for those who might not yeah um so active what what does active income mean it means that you're trading your time Hours for dollars. That's essentially what you're doing. You're trading your time to get money back. Right. And then residual is I can go to sleep and my money's going to work for me. Uh, I'm going to, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. An example of that would be an oil rig. An oil rig is going to keep pumping and I can go to sleep and it's going to earn money. Okay. And there's obviously not everybody getting oil rigs, but um, there's other ways to have that working for you.
0: The idea is that it's not dependent on your physical activeness of doing the job to produce the It doesn't
1: require your taking away from your time. Yep. Yep.
0: All right, so we're gonna walk through each one of the four and kind of break down what it is, give you guys examples, talk about the pros and the cons because everything has a pro and a con. Uh, But we're going to start with, I think, what everyone is most familiar with, and that is employee, because most of us start there or are there at this current time. So an example of this is my first job was a hostess at a restaurant.
1: And a fine hostess she was. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Yes. And um, mine was probably YMCA. And then obviously I had different different things there, YMCA counselor, head lifeguard, things Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, and then a a gym and gymnastics place and then now currently a uh, chiropractic physician during my uh, time so
0: and I moved on from hostess to (laughs) to many other jobs but currently working in the tech industry Um, some other things that also are included in the employee quadrant are a lot of things people are familiar now with the gig economy so this Mm -hmm. is things like driving uber um, or like instant car, uh, those types of delivery services. So the point there is that you are trading your hours for dollars. When you stop driving your Uber, Uber, you stop making money. When I take a month off of work, I don't make don't any money yep. because I'm not there putting in the time. Now,
1: some could argue paid vacation, stuff like that, but that can only go so far.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Most places, you're lucky if you get two weeks vacation. Yeah. Um, if you want to take a whole summer off to travel the world with your family or do whatever you want to do, uh, they're not going to pay you for that.
1: No. Um, so, we're going to go over the pros of an employee, yeah. and it, it's quick to make some money, Yeah. obviously. Um, I wouldn't say security is involved, but we'll go over that in a little bit. I think that's yeah. kind of like in a gray area. Um, and it's easy to do. You know, you're given yeah. a task and you perform that task.
0: Yeah. And, and there's no shortage of, you know, jobs that are looking for employees. You could probably walk into a million different fast food places or a restaurant and grab a job pretty it, quickly. It
1: might not necessarily be what you want, but yeah. it, some of, there's there more availability than people think sometimes. Yeah.
0: And a lot of positions don't require like a high skill set or knowledge of something. Yeah. So there's... There's a lot more availability of positions like that.
1: And some of the cons, um, which the big one is obviously you're limited by hours. I mean, you have to rest. You have to eat. You like to do some recreational stuff, you know, have a life yeah, a little bit. Um, so you're limited by hours because we're only given 24 hours in a day, and that's everybody. Yep. And so, like, how are people jumping ahead of these hours. That leads to a whole nother topic about how to use your hours wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're limited by your hours. You can only give so much before you can't get any money um, or you get too tired.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think all of us, like you said, we want to have time with our family and our friends. We don't want to spend every waking minute that we have working.
1: Yeah. So. You can't give too much time. The And also the, the, the problem that employees, um, and we're about to jump into to this a little bit, uh, is that you're only going to do so much. You want to get paid a lot, but you're, you're not going to do that much. Uh, you're just going to do enough not to get fired, pretty much, essentially, but you want to get paid the most out of that. And then vice versa with your boss, He's gonna he wants to pay you as little, but wants you to do a lot. Um,
0: they want to pay you just enough to not leave. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Yeah. So they want to pay you just enough to not leave, and you want to do just enough work to not get fired. There we go. Now, but now. you have opposing goals because obviously you want to make more money, and they want to pay you as little as possible uh, because that helps their bottom line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up for me. No problem, babe. <laughs> my, my brain was scrambled there for a second. <laughs>
0: So I think most people have a good understanding of what the employee quadrant is uh, because most of us are living in that quadrant.
1: And we're Um, not trying to bash on it. No. Because it does, you know, at the end of the day, it does pay the bills. It gets you a good starting point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if you're looking for more time and more money in your life so that you can achieve some really high goals and have the lifestyle that you want, like I know... You know, we don't want to be dependent on a job. We want to be able to do what we want to do when we want to do it and not have to answer to anyone.
1: And that comes back to security. Yeah. A lot of of people think they're secure in their jobs, but you know, the fact of the matter is you're not really.
0: I think a lot of people saw that with the pandemic situation where so many people lost their jobs. They lost hours. They got pay cuts.
1: Your Um, boss might be really nice, but if it comes to them cutting you or themselves, who do you think they're going to cut? And it's and it's it's smart. They don't. I'm not saying they want to do that. Most of them don't want to do that because that means like you know they're losing money and the company's downsizing and that's not a good thing uh, for a company to do. But they got they're going to make cuts wherever they can yeah. uh, to save money. Um, so it's just something that you have to be wary of. You know, security is not always there, even yeah. when you think it is.
0: Uh, I think when most people try to scale up um, in their finances, the next logical place for them to go is to the S quadrant, which mm-hmm. is small business owner or self-employed. And this can be things like, you know, owning a small business, like a flower shop downtown, for example, yep. or, or a chiropractic. chiropractic office, or my favorite, a coffee shop. Um, but it can also <laughs> include like contract workers or even freelance workers. So there was a, a couple months where I was between jobs when I was moving and I was just a contract worker, freelance worker. Uh, I worked for several different companies and a couple of other small businesses doing odds and ends and different types of jobs for them.
1: Yeah, so here you, you have to work a little harder to set it up, um, but you know the rewards can be great because you set your own time, hours, yeah. your own payment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the rewards can be greater But again, you're trading those hours for dollars.
0: Yeah, so you'll definitely be making more money than you would as an employee. Uh, And you have more time freedom because, you know, as a freelancer or contractor or a small business owner, Mm -hmm. you get to decide your hours. Uh, Obviously, there are some uh, stipulations on that. If you have a physical, like, retail location, for example, You're probably want to gonna you know want to be open when people want to go there, so you're kind of directed by that. Yeah. So at the
1: beginning, you might it'll it'll probably be hard, and um, and I think what the first five years. Eighty percent of small businesses fail.
0: Yeah, so, so it is a bigger risk. It is a
1: bigger risk. But um, you do get
0: a bigger reward if you succeed.
1: Exactly, and you just have to take the right steps. Some people hit this road and they get their first couple of obstacles and they're like, oh, I'm just done. Yeah. Um, so you have to be smart about it.
0: Smart and mentally and emotionally strong.
1: Yeah, and and just plan it out. Yeah. You know, Don't just go out and be like, boop, I'm going to do this and you know nothing about what you're getting into.
0: Yeah, so uh, a <laughs> little plug there. You can go back to our previous episode on why mentorship is so important and how it can help you achieve your goals. So,
1: an example of this is even like right now I'm working for somebody, he could be my mentor. Also, books about chiropractic, like business ownership books about chiropractic, that's mm-hmm. a good starting point. Uh, yeah. I have several books on that too. So, you can find mentorship in books, or you can, I mean, most of these guys want to help you out. Yeah. as long as you're not like around their area. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still willing to help you out. Um, so
0: some of the downsides of self-employment or small mm-hmm. business ownership are obviously you have the bigger risk. You have a lot more responsibility, especially if you're taking on employees in your business. Um, and a lot of times people don't know how to duplicate themselves so that they can get out of their business. They end up working in their business, you know being there being the business owner and you know the uh, cashier and the server and customer service and <laughs> exactly. a million uh, other hats yeah. and they never get time for themselves and then they don't have time to plan their business expansion.
1: So what does she mean by duplication? It's exactly what it sounds like and this is how you can move from self-employed, uh, especially if you own a small business. Uh, to out of it uh, into the business owner into more of a passive style so an example of that is chiropractic again um, I work for somebody so he's duplicating himself through me Um, and also what he could do if he wanted to is hire somebody else and eventually that's probably his game plan is to hire somebody else to cover for him and so that way he can step back from the business and let the so all he has to do then is really just manage it yeah um but the problem there too is that you have uh, you have salaries to worry about, mm-hmm. you know, to sign off on. Uh, when the business is closed, he's not making money. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he is out of it. But you know, once the business shuts down, about five thirty, six o'clock, money stops flowing in. Yeah. So there's some issues with that. Uh, but that's what she means by duplication. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a good transition into the passive side of the quadrant the passive income side Mm -hmm. um, moving into big business ownership which is where we start to see a change from the hours for dollars into uh, people or systems into dollars so with business ownership you have systems that work for you that duplication that we were just talking about where multiple people are contributing to the income stream,
1: yeah. So it could be volume. Yeah. Really, really, it comes down to volume equals money. Yeah. Um, uh, we can say people, but it's still, you're moving products. Exactly. So it's yeah. just what it is. Is it's a it's a bunch of people doing a little to earn a lot. That's yep. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that and that's where you want to be. You, you know, uh, there's a good quote um, on my paper right now, and it's by uh, John Rockefeller, and it said, "I would rather earn one off of 100 people's efforts, then 100% off my own efforts. And what he's talking about there is the time. You know, most people, What well, I, I know I said this before in a podcast, is that you can get money back, but you can't get time back. And so that's, exa- that's exactly what you want. I think the ideal, what uh, wealth and lifestyle means is that you have a balance of both. Yep. Of time and money. And so that's what you're trying to do as a business owner. You're just trying to duplicate your efforts through a system and have a lot of people working for you or with you, uh, however that system is set up. To, so, you know, everybody working a little bit to earn a lot.
0: Exactly, yeah. so this is, uh, the perfect example of this is our network marketing business. Yep. So we have a system in place where we are able to duplicate our own efforts through the team that we bring on with yep. us Um, And we're all doing the same thing. We're all doing, so just for easy number's sake, say we all put in 10 hours a week. Well, Scott and I putting in 10 hours a week is 10 hours. But if we have 10 team members and they're each putting in 10 hours a week, Mm -hmm. then that's 110 hours if my math is right, (laughs) which it may not be because I'm not great at math, Um, but then you see how like quickly and exponentially that can grow.
1: Yeah. Cause what you want to do is you want to reach, reach to that exponential growth.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: a- as you add somebody else onto your team as a partner, um, that's going to reach more people that you may not know, but they do. And even in, in, in the beauty about it too, um, and we'll list some other things that can go into, uh, you know, as a business owner, um, but the beauty thing, uh, the, beauty, the beautiful thing about it, there we go, <coughs> is that that person is off on performance. So mm-hmm. if they just take off and they have the skills already and they don't have to learn too much um, that it's for, some, some, for some things they already have um, in their repertoire, they could potentially earn way more than anybody who got them started. So, and I know I've discussed that before, but that's mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing about it. It's all performance based yeah um, so it's just having that system in place and that duplication there available and yeah. I think even now like real estate's doing a lot of that as well
0: yeah, and I think uh, maybe a really easy example that everyone can be familiar with is McDonald's. you know they really have kind of set the standard for having a system yeah to be able to grow a business really, really well.
1: You actually have to go to a university before you go to McDonald's. So. (laughs) (laughs) To learn their system and what they like. To have that duplicatable taste throughout the world.
0: Yeah. So we all know that McDonald's does not have good food. I mean, it's not delicious. It's not the best thing. Maybe somebody
1: might out there fight you for that. But I don't particularly
0: care for it. I don't think anyone's going to say it's the best food. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it's consistent. It's going to be the same in California, in Montana, in Texas, in Florida, in New York. Wherever you go, the McDonald's food is going to taste exactly the same. Yeah. So most people go there because of that consistency and because it's very inexpensive. And they've been able to do that and they've been able to grow to I don't even know. I think it's over 40 Thousand locations.
1: Yeah, and their business owners have a ninety-eight percent success rate.
0: Yeah, because of the system that they put in place. So every single thing that they do is duplicatable, and because they can duplicate the system, they can duplicate results, which is why they're yeah. so successful. And
1: I think even their business owners keep ninety-eight percent of the profits. Yep, and the two percent goes back up to corporate. Yeah, I do believe. Yeah, um, and don't quote me on that. I don't. That's just a guess but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, things could have changed before the years. Uh, but even that, like, even with real estate, do you want to own one house or do you want to own 20? Yep. I mean, it's going to bring in more money. Exactly. And that's just, uh, just going to be month in and month out, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So so obviously the pros of the business owner quadrant are that you're going to have not just a lot more money, but also a lot more time because you're not having to actively put in the hours to create the income. Your income is being created by the system, which can work whether you're awake or asleep. Yep.
1: And also, uh, just to point out that it does cost a lot of money to own McDonald's. And I believe you have to be referred by another business owner, McDonald's business owner. Also, it costs a lot of money with real estate, you know, getting into real estate. So that's mm-hmm. why, again, I know we've been over this before, but that's why we chose network marketing. Yeah. Low risk, low cost. So, um, and the cons are it's difficult to duplicate if you don't have a system in place um, to duplicate your efforts, it requires a lot of uh, work and effort, um, again, with no system to get to the high levels.
0: Yeah, so obviously, uh, not a lot of people make it into the business ownership quadrant and passive income quadrant because it does require more effort than just showing up to a job where they're gonna tell you exactly what to do. It
1: requires more effort upfront. And once you get through those obstacles, and you can teach people how to follow your like pretty much follow your steps, um, it gets easier and easier the longer you go. But you have to get through those initial obstacles. Yeah. So, um, but again, I tell people like, do you want to work hard for like you know five to ten years, or for the next forty?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you
1: know. So, and, and possibly even longer than that. Most people don't even make it
0: past. You'd be surprised how you know. many people choose to work. Hard, work not as hard for 40 years rather than work hard for five years
1: yeah yeah and then (laughs) the payoff the payoff is uh, it's mind-blowing yeah it's it's different
0: yeah Um, um so let's move into the final quadrant which is investor and this quadrant is even more difficult for most people to get into because it requires a lot more capital and a lot more knowledge and
1: so Uh, again real estate could be into the investing yeah Yeah. so
0: this is things like real estate uh stock market oil rigs um anything where you're putting in a lot of money so it's high risk but you can also make a lot of money so it's high reward
1: yeah um some of these you say stock market as well yeah okay yep um and I don't know how many of y'all own an oil rig in your backyard, but we got one <laughs> pumping right now. I'm just kidding. We don't.
0: No, that would be nice. A
1: lot of those companies too have to. They'll call you.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it.
1: Um, and that that's just depends on how much you're making. Uh, not unless you're sitting on a, an oil field somewhere. Yeah. But But uh, yeah, um, with those examples, it's it's high risk, pretty much high reward. Um, a lot of you have a lot of people out there who. So you can make it in the stock market, and you definitely can, but you have to. It's a lot more planning, um, and the fact of the matter is, ninety percent of people fail yeah. in the stock market um, just because they're on a hope and a prayer. There's a lot of planning that these guys go through yeah. to do this. Not saying that's not possible, but I mean, are you? I mean, a lot of people just don't plan or work. Yeah, Uh, work the plan Um,
0: the ones that are most successful are knowledgeable about how not just the companies that they're investing in but knowledgeable about how the stock market works obviously it's up and down all the time mm -hmm. but there are also not just daily but weekly monthly yearly decade long trends that you can see um, the stock market going up and down in you have to keep up with the news yeah
1: you know, what's going yeah. on with certain companies.
0: So it requires a lot of knowledge. You can't just go in there and, you know, throw a couple thousand dollars and think <laughs> you're going to be a millionaire the next day. Yeah. As nice as that would be. And there's um, different
1: types of investments. Yeah. Um, you know, you got your dividends That's long term stuff. Uh, yeah. More Warren Buffett style. And then you got like day trading. Um, so yeah. which gets into a whole lot more.
0: But obviously, <laughs> if you want to make a lot of money, you need to be willing to risk a lot of money yep, to yep. put it in there.
1: Exactly. And you have to you have to kinda you know, invest a lot of money to start out. I mean you can make it yeah. on a small capital, but it'll take you a little longer.
0: Yeah. And then uh, going back to the real estate example that you gave earlier, you know, having one house that you rent out mm-hmm. will make you some money. But if you have twenty houses that you rent out or an apartment building, you're gonna make a lot more money. But guess what? That requires a lot more capital up front to be able to make those purchases, maintenance to maintain, rehab, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if
1: you're in a college town, military, those yeah. walls—they're not gonna. It's, it's theoretically not their house, so yeah. they're gonna. I mean, I know you got deposit and everything, but still, it's kind of a pain to, yeah. uh, clean up.
0: And um, then again, that mm-hmm. also requires some knowledge because yeah. you have to be able to understand, you know, how the housing market is working, and the types of neighborhoods that you're going into, and what kind of um, revenue you can get.
1: What's the weather like out there?
0: Rentals and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, Flood again. Flood
1: zone, non-flood zone. Yeah, yeah again, stuff like that.
0: just you need knowledge, and you need capital, which not everyone has. Yep. I know we don't have the kind of capital to just you know go play the stock market right now. Yeah. We're doing little investments here and there, but. Not anything that's going to get us to retire from our job tomorrow,
1: right? And the pros of this: lots of money can be made, um, and it works while you sleep. Um, and and the cons is again, she said, lots of capital, lots of studying, and um, and knowledge.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: But yes, that is the uh, cash flow quadrant. Uh, so your E and S, employee, self-employed, is going to be more of your active income and what you're trying to what you want to get to um is that you want to get into that ongoing income income so that means you know business owner the investor yeah um that i would say low risk um and high reward mm-hmm. um will probably be more of like your business owner um than the investing but again it just depends on what you're trying to achieve and how much capital you have
0: yeah exactly mm-hmm. So just to reiterate, you guys, we do have a free download on our website at ethoslegion.com, but we'll also put it in the show notes that kind of outlines the cash flow quadrant and how it works. And if you guys have any questions about this or anything else, you can go to ethoslegion.com slash podcast and submit your questions there. We will also uh, draw some of those to read live and answer on a future episode.
1: Yep, And, you know, just do us a favor. Um, this episode helps you out. Let Help us reach more people and to help others out. because uh, that's what we're about, um, people helping people. Just subscribe, leave a five-star review. Um, and then, again, if you're interested in having more information about what Angelica and I do, uh, you can go to ethoslegion.com forward slash join and then also give us a follow on our Instagrams at ethos underscore legion. Yep. All right, guys. Take care.
0: Thanks. Bye.